This podcast was sponsored by Baba Sobers Wealth Management at UBS Financial Services. Baba Sobers Wealth Management works with physicians, medical practices, and hospitals, providing comprehensive wealth management services for individuals and institutions. Visit our website at advisors.ubs.com forward slash Baba Sobers WM. We're members of FINRA and SIPC. FirstNet, built with AT&T, is the only nationwide wireless network built with and for emergency responders, including Arizona physicians, nurses, and other critical staff. FirstNet subscribers get a great mobile experience with added security and peace of mind. Visit firstnet.com to learn more. And as that hearing loss develops further and further uh, over time, um, that word comprehension that the brain is responsible for start to decline and that as well is what um, kind of correlates to cognitive decline welcome everyone to the arizona physician podcast my name is edward Rajo, your host for today's episode today we will be discussing hearing loss and the importance of treating it early Corey castro is a hearing aid dispenser and practice owner with 14 years of industry experience. He is currently the co-owner and president of Beltone, Arizona. He is board certified in hearing instrument sciences and is a member of the National Board for Certification in Hearing Instrument Sciences, the International Hearing Society, and Hearing Healthcare Providers of Arizona. Corey, welcome to the show. Hi, Edward. Thanks for having me on. It's an honor to be here. Corey, Let's begin with the article you submitted for Arizona Physician. Very interesting article, um, hearing loss linked to comorbidities. You discuss the six major comorbidities that are typically associated with hearing loss. Can you share what they are? Yeah, so uh, those those comorbidities, uh, they're isolation, falling in balance, depression, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and dementia or cognitive decline. Uh, and that article was, was actually about um, was a study that came out about maybe 10 years ago mm-hmm. uh, from Johns Hopkins by Dr. Frank Lynn. Uh, and in that study, he was um, gathering information to determine how people with hearing loss or how, how people were affected by hearing loss compared to people with normal hearing. Mm-hmm. And so what he found was, and this relates a lot more to uh, dementia and cognitive decline. I mean, when, when we're talking about hearing loss and seeing patients with hearing loss, mm-hmm. these are all comorbidities that are, are related to that. They're not, um, they're not causal, so one doesn't cause the other, but there's, there's a correlation between them in that people with hearing loss or people with these comorbidities tend to go hand in hand. And dementia and cognitive decline cognitive decline um, is is the number one thing. So what they found during the study, what Dr. Lin found during the study uh, is that people who have untreated hearing loss are uh, tend to to develop cognitive decline or dementia related diseases uh, a lot more quickly than people with normal hearing, especially people who uh, haven't treated that hearing loss. So untreated hearing loss. And, um, and what, what he also found uh, was that people who have hearing loss that goes untreated, uh, and this is especially in the, the older population, um, that 
those people will actually start to lose um, brain matter. Oh, wow. At a rate of about, uh, I believe it's a cubic centimeter per year, more than people who have normal hearing. So people with hearing loss that, that goes untreated, especially over a longer period of time and a greater severity of hearing loss, um, those people are, are actually losing brain tissue. As a hearing care professional, uh, do you then see that older population as the main patient group that falls victim to hearing loss more so than others? Uh, yeah, Edward, that's, that's typically what we see in our clinics. Um, most of our patients are, are uh, I think, around, you know, above 60, 65 years old. Um, and that's, that's also kind of the population that falls into that uh, dementia category or cognitive mm -hmm. decline. Um, so it, it's, it's pretty prevalent when we see it, especially uh, somebody who has more severe, profound hearing loss. They tend to have um, more issues with cognitive decline. And so what, what we've also noticed with that is as, um, as time goes on, as that hearing loss continues to get worse, especially if it's not treated, um, the brain is not receiving stimulus from the ears. Mm -hmm. And so that, that lack of stimulus is putting one, it's, it's putting more of a, a load on the brain because the brain's going to have to work a lot harder to uh, interpret those sounds. Uh, two, it's, it's going to um, show up as an effect of poor word discrimination. I see. And that word discrimination is, is really key um, with people with hearing loss. So when we're evaluating someone's hearing, we're looking at, um, when we do a hearing test, we're looking at what we call peer tones, mm -hmm. kind of like if you took a, a tuning fork and you smack a tuning fork and see how well someone can hear that, that sound. But we do that across a whole spectrum of, of sounds, frequencies. And so that allows us to test um, how well somebody's ear functions, you know, with, with uh, the three parts of the ear, outer, middle, and inner. Uh, we can see how well that whole system works, mm -hmm. but it doesn't tell us how well the brain is going to receive that signal. And so that's what we do word testing for. And word testing, um, word comprehension simply just tells us, you know, if, if this person is getting, you know, maybe half of, of the volume of what they need, uh, then maybe they only understand 70% of the words that they hear. And as that hearing loss develops further and further uh, over time, um, that word comprehension that the brain is responsible for mm -hmm. starts to decline. And that as well is what um, kind of correlates to cognitive decline. I see. Thank you for that insight. After the break, we'll continue our discussion on hearing loss and recommendations Corey has for physicians on signs they may see in their patients that may be developing uh, hearing loss. Thank you uh, for listening to this episode of the Arizona Physician Podcast. Interested in CME? Patient and professional referrals, networking and connecting with other physicians across the valley, want to be highlighted in our Arizona Physician Magazine and Podcast, or interested in exclusive discounts for your next vacation? At MCMS, we offer all of the above to fit your needs as a physician. Join us now. 
For more info, check us out on mcmsonline.com or give us a call today at 602-252-2015. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Arizona Physician Podcast. Today, we are joined by hearing care professional Corey Castro as we discuss hearing loss. Let's continue. Corey, uh, share with us how the brain interprets sound. Yeah, so um, when we're when we're thinking about sound, I guess I'll start kind of at the beginning, just kind of how mm-hmm. sound uh, travels to the ear, how the ear works and all that, and then how the brain plays its part. Um, so when we think about sound, you know, we're, we're actually thinking of uh, vibrations through the air. So those are sound waves, right? Okay. And when sound waves um, travel through the ear, they're, they're collected by the outer ear. So the outer ear is designed to capture those sound waves mm-hmm. and transmit that through the auditory system. So the sound waves go through the ear canal. Uh, they vibrate against the eardrum. They go through the middle ear, uh, through the, the bones in the middle ear. And then they get to the, the inner ear, the cochlea. Uh, and, and basically what happens there is um, that mechanical function of, of the sound wave turns into an electrical impulse that travels through the hearing nerve to the brain. And then when the sound gets to the brain, uh, it's the brain's job to interpret that sound. And that's where, when the sound is traveling through the ear, hmm it turns into speech or noise or whatever sound it is that you're hearing. So another way of looking at that is, um, you know, you, you hear sound with your ears, your ears collect Mm -hmm. sound and Mm -hmm. then your brain interprets that sound into into some form of meaning. So what physically has to happen for there to be a breakdown then that then leads to hearing loss? There's a few different things that can happen. Uh, we, we usually will break it down between what we call sensory neural hearing loss or conductive hearing loss. Sensory neural is typically nerve damage. So mm-hmm. uh, at the cochlea or the inner ear, um, the hearing nerve or the brain itself, there's, there's some form of damage. Um, either it's the tiny hair cells inside the cochlea mm-hmm. uh, might, might be just degraded over time from wear and tear. Uh, so it takes more, more force or energy for them to fire, fire off electrical pulses to the brain. There could be a tumor on the nerve itself that's impeding those electrical pulses, uh, oh, okay. or there could be a lesion on the brain as well. Um, part of that study that uh, Johns Hopkins did actually found that there was uh, a, a loss of brain tissue or brain matter in people with hearing loss who uh, went untreated over Mm -hmm. time. And that also could be, you know, what contributes to uh, hearing loss in general too. Uh, The other type of hearing loss that we typically see is, is due to uh, what we call conductive. And basically that's um, a mechanical breakdown or blockage in the outer or the middle ear. That could be wax. It could be um, foreign object. It could be, you know, perforation in the eardrum fluid buildup in the middle ear. There's a lot of different uh, things that can cause that, that type of hearing loss. I see. That's not typically something we see in the older, older population though. Um, at Belltone, we you know, are, are working with people who are, who are more inclined to develop uh, a, a sensory neural hearing loss. I see. Uh, what are some techniques or practices hearing care professionals at Belltone use on patients to help treat hearing loss? 
So some of the things we do, well, the first thing we do is, is a hearing test, um, mm -hmm. which I kind of described a little bit earlier. So that's where we test the tones. And then um, that essentially builds out a, a prescription for somebody's hearing loss and mm -hmm. use that to, uh, to program hearing aids with. And hearing technology, hearing amplification uh, technologies is the number one form of treatment for sensory neural hearing loss. Um, which is usually what, what people are going to have. That's just nerve damage. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not something that can, can be corrected through surgery most of the time. And so the, the simplest, easiest way to do uh, treatment for that is to uh, wear a hearing aid. So mm -hmm. hearing aid technology is, is um, it sounds simple, but it's actually a pretty complex device. So the, the principle is that we want to take sound coming uh, from the environment um, feed that into a microphone, manipulate it, and then mm -hmm. play it back out of a speaker. And that's, that's essentially what a hearing aid is. But what's going on inside of that hearing aid when the sound's being manipulated is the really complex part. So we take those tones um, that mm -hmm. we find during the hearing test, and using that as a prescription, we create a target of, of how much amplification we want to provide a person at each one of those frequencies. Because mm -hmm. hearing loss is not flat. It is not just straight across the board. Um, there's, there's some sounds that people hear well and some sounds that people do not hear well. Uh, and so to call it a, a hearing problem is, is not totally accurate. It's, it's usually an understanding problem that we're trying to help correct. I see. Okay. So our hearing aid technology is designed to uh, take a person's specific um, hearing loss pattern and then uh, amplify sounds to that pattern. And then at the same time, recognize the hearing aid is designed to recognize what is a human voice, uh, mm -hmm. what is a, you know, a dish clashing in the background or, um, you know, uh, refrigerator noise or car noise or even a speech babble, which is what we call, you know, speech in the background that you're not trying to listen to, like at a restaurant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same. And, you know, if you're trying to amplify everything all at once, uh, that that's that's really um, not good for, mm -hmm. for a lot of people. It just makes everything a lot louder and, and more confusing. So what we do with hearing aid technology is uh, we just try to amplify the sounds that are important which are typically, um, you know, voices from conversations that you're having, people mm -hmm. in front of you, people at the table, uh, and, and not amplifying the stuff outside of that, which becomes enormously difficult to do because you as a person can tell, yeah, I don't want to hear, um, you know, this couple at the table next to me, uh, mm -hmm. but how do you convince or tell a hearing aid that you don't want to listen to that couple at the table next to you? So how long does that whole process take at Belltone? I'm a patient and I go there. How long does that whole that take in order for you to kind of fine tune everything for them? So, yeah, it all starts with the uh, the initial consultation. So uh, it's about 90 minutes. We do mm -hmm. uh, we, we get to know you a little bit and what's you know what's bringing you in, what problems are you having? <clears throat> Uh, excuse me, what problems are you having? Mm -hmm. And then we'll do a hearing test. So we'll do the tone test. We'll do speech testing. Uh, we'll look in the ears, um, make sure everything looks okay. Mm -hmm. If there are any red flags, then we'll, we'll actually refer that person, that patient out to a physician, uh, an ENT physician. Mm -hmm. 
but if, if everything's looking okay and we're dealing with, you know, typical hearing loss, um, we'll, we'll discuss the results of that and provide a recommendation. And if that person decides to uh, move forward with, with hearing aids, um, then that would be, you know, now we're doing a hearing aid fitting. So that would be, we, um, we take some hearing aids, we program them for that person. Sometimes we can do that at that initial visit. Uh, sometimes we need to make custom parts, uh, mm-hmm. which take a little bit of time to get from the manufacturer. Um, so we'll make a follow-up visit uh, for the fitting, and that'll be like another 60-minute visit. I see. Um, we'll do some, some programming of the devices, some testing of them to make sure they're working properly. Uh, and then at that point, when somebody is fit with their hearing aid, it's, it can take anywhere from a couple of weeks to a couple of months for them to really fully adapt to using them. Because the brain takes time mm-hmm. to almost relearn how to hear with that amplification. I see. Well, I want to thank uh, Belltones Corey Castro for coming on the show. We greatly appreciate his insights. If you're interested in learning more about Corey Castro's work at Belltone, please contact him at uh, Corey at BelltoneWest.com or reach him at his uh, Scottsdale office, 480-781-0349. We would like to thank this episode's sponsors, Baba Sobers Wealth Management and AT&T FirstNet. Uh, Finally, thank you for joining us today. Please don't forget to catch this and every episode on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple, Google, Amazon, and Spotify. This production is brought to you by Maricopa County Medical Society. MCMS is increasing value for physicians throughout the valley. For more info, check out mcmsonline.com or simply give us a call at 602-252-2015 helping physicians be the best they can be. Does your financial advisor help you pursue what matters most? With so much at stake when it comes to protecting everything you've worked so hard to achieve, it never hurts to get a second opinion about your financial future. At Baba Sobers Wealth Management at UBS Financial Services, our approach starts by understanding your life and what you want to accomplish. Then we work together to create a framework designed confidence to do what matters most, no matter what the markets are doing. We want to help ensure you have all you need for today, tomorrow, and for generations to come. For more information about Baba Sobers Wealth Management, visit our website at advisors.ubs.com forward slash Baba Sobers WM. We're members of FINRA and SIPC.